pivoting. I mean, it's just something that we're going to have to do for the rest of our lives. And I think going through a pandemic, um, not every generation gets to say that they got to do one of those. So here we are. We do made we get, it. Do we get like a sticker? I don't know. Can don't we put it on our resume? I want a fucking cookie. I can make cookies. <laughs> I want like a raspberry cheesecake cookie. God, you're bougie. Go someplace else for that. <laughs> Subway has them for me. <laughs> Subway can be your new bay. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do for you. Welcome to The Thought Dish. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Kayla. And what's on your plate today, Kayla? Well, considering I thought we were supposed to be recording the podcast this morning. Yeah. So I started harassing you about mm, 9 a.m. about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and then that- I started to get really concerned and I was like, Sam, I'm going to have to call Elizabeth soon because <laughs> I think something might have happened. And then you're like, today? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Question mark. Isn't that next week? And then I pop up my calendar and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm correct because I have my fancy dancy like wipe off calendar uh-huh. in my kitchen, like uh-huh. perfectly color coded to everything. And I'm like, ma'am, what is happening? I was telling literally everybody yesterday that I had the whole day to do podcasting today, all the things. And then I was like, nope, that's not a thing. Which is really funny because um, Taylor and I both kind of assumed we had podcast stuff this weekend too. Cause he's like, Oh, you're just going to hang out with Kayla this weekend while I'm gone. Um, and then he left for the weekend and I realized I'm like, Oh no, it's just going to be Jack and me, my cat this entire weekend. Um, and then he came home early and then you were like podcast. So like everything just was like, okay, never mind, everybody. The universe wanted us to be together or Kayla's just inability to keep the schedule straight. It's fine. It's, it's okay. Um, she's not straight and therefore she can't keep things straight. <laughs> so then i started saying that i was like um i'm okay with staying home all day that's fine um or (laughs) i could pick us up some food and i could come over yeah so we have no hot dish today um we just we just went out and ordered food and brought it in which you know what also a great option in life pivot (laughs) because (laughs) for me it was more like free food is always a great option Uh (laughs) uh-huh and um also, they did have hot dish on the menu that I almost got because technically beef stroganoff, in my opinion, is a hot dish. Yeah. But I didn't. I got the curry instead. Do you know how many like pans and weird like Cornish hands I've been looking at online in, the, in the Facebook marketplace that I'm like, what if I bought these? specifically for this podcast we oh are a, not a visual podcast but i'm like but what if i did that anyway i have no reasoning i no. don't i'm not the hugest cornish like dish pan, fan but but we're gonna have a line now so you already sparked another thing i mean you were gonna have merch and part of the merch is gonna be all different types of hot dish pans well no that that takes a lot of work i don't i'm not going into that industry right now Bro. Well, not right now. Bro, that takes... We got so many goals and dreams. Kayla, the reason why <laughs> Kayla wants to talk about pivoting is because this girl's brain doesn't know how to go on one topic for more than five minutes. Not really. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, guys. I'm sorry. It's real hard. But um, pivoting, okay, so I've just gotten better at that. I mean, obviously, there's some things that happen unexpectedly where you're like, I wish I didn't have to pivot, but I've gotten very... A lot better at when shit hits the fan to be like, how do we adjust? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's on fire, but it's fine. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was like, well, perfect. Since we didn't have any topic of discussion, we had to pivot this morning. So Dude, let's I just was, talk about that. I was half awake. I was <laughs> staying up way too late. and Well, so was I. Doing, I mean, not really. Doing nothing. I didn't stay up late. I just drank too much at the tournament yesterday yeah kayla goes out and hangs out with people and i don't there's a lot of socializing there was a lot of people there they were everywhere and i think i drink bud light harder now now that it's like full-on rainbow than i did before <laughs> which is also a problem I, i'm just gonna let you know um rainbow or not that is disgusting <laughs> I, i've always loved bud light but I just I only drink Bud Light yesterday. I That's don't, it. I'm not a huge beer fan. I'm a cider fan, so yeah, I get that. Somehow I feel that makes me more gay. Yeah, like, like I'm more fruity, literally. 
<laughs> God, I make dad jokes. Shit. I have to leave. No, me and my sister, um, we drank Bud Light the whole time, but then we get like the glass of Clamato. So we like splash that in there. Oh. As we're drinking it. So yeah, we're, I hate that we're, too. we're drinking like red beers all day. I hate that too. Thanks. It's a Sam, a, Sam says reason. cold tomato soup. <laughs> like, sure. Cheers. <laughs> I'd rather have beer cheese soup. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not cheese though. <laughs> no cheese. Beer tomato soup. Tomato soup. You nasty. <laughs> Editing Elizabeth's going to hate that moment. <laughs> so what's what what do you want to talk about with pivoting? Because it's one of those things I feel like anybody born after 1970 has had to probably hit far harder than those born before it. <laughs> First. I feel like the biggest pivot that we experienced as of late must have been the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, too. I don't know if that it like, just feels more aggressive. And it now just... it's just like if things change, you're like, meh. But it's not a pandemic. Right. <laughs> but we also got talked about that, too, where we minimize so much because it's not as bad as like something else that's happened. Oh, yeah, we did. Look we, at that. We wrap talk, around. Right? Yeah, we talk. We talk way too much about our trauma. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, therapy is expensive. <laughs> and one of my clients, so she adopted two teenagers from mm-hmm. a reservation and they their childhood was less than ideal. Um, and she's been in therapy with them, therapy for herself, all those different things. And she's a single single woman. Um, but she's like the biggest thing that I've come out of all of that trauma therapy is whatever, however many years you experience the trauma, it takes double that. To heal from it. Oh, Lord. I'm going to die tra- traumatized over here. Mm-hmm. God. 147. Her kids, her kids, she adopted them at 16 and 14, 16 mm-hmm. and 15, something like that. And they're like in their young 20s now. And they're already working on their trauma stuff. So I'm like. I think it also depends. I think they're going to be okay. I think it also depends <laughs> on the environment you end up being able to be in, too. Because, right. like, if you're on a neutral environment afterwards, it might take longer. But if you're in an environment afterwards that you are able to make more space for yourself while you're, you're growing out of that trauma. I feel like it, I don't, I don't don't like putting a time on it because like, I don't think the trauma or coming out of it is ever going to leave. I think it's the same thing when you talk about grief, there was that image where, right. That there's a jar that there's like, this is how long it's going to take. Right. But there's like a jar. And in reality, it's like, it fills up the entire jar and over time it shrinks. And so then it hits the sides where it hurts less. And I I think to add to that image, it's you add other things in there. Other things are happening, joyous things, memories even. You don't think only of the grief of that person. You have other people come in. You have other um, things that it's not masking it or covering up, but it takes away the pain of, say, like you were in a car accident. That was trauma there. You had lost somebody in that car accident, but you have experiences in a car since then that help squash that constant feeling of grief and trauma it helps it from banging against those walls again and i think it's less about time and more about the environment and what you put back out there again yeah um because i agree with the time thing because people used to just like blanket statement always like time heals all things and it's like but what are you doing with the time and what are you in still like if you your time heals all things but you haven't put yourself in a situation to heal you're not healing anything i mean you a festering wound and put in sewage is still going to fester like it's not going to fix itself but if you're in a hospital situation where someone's coming in to check it and heal it and make sure like a physical wound is kept up on with help of others Mm -hmm. that's going to heal a lot faster than even if you did it at home yep so unfortunately um it's expensive even a physical wound. <laughs> but then it's like, but but it's also, yeah, what time and energy are you putting into it and why? And, and all it's those also things. harder to tell too. Like for me, I've had a talks with my therapist so many times about like, it's easier for me to tell like, oh, an open wound when it's healing, then am I healed from this or will I ever heal from this? Right. What is the correct answer? Where is the, the goal point? I because think- I need goals. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. I'm going to start going backwards because I think I haven't done anything, even if I have. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think that I think that, too, I'll try to remember, like, if I have a really bad if 
when <laughs> I have a really bad like spiral episode mm-hmm. and like a really big, big emotion that happens in the moment. It feels like I've done nothing. Yeah. You've to never heal from you've anything. Not gone anywhere. You've gone backwards. But then when you come out of it, you're like, oh, but I did this, this, this differently. Mm-hmm. Even though in the moment it felt like I hadn't done any work on myself at all. Afterwards, you're like, oh, but then I knew how to soothe myself this way. And I right. knew what I had to do for this. So it didn't last as long, yep. usually. Um, and I did different things that I hadn't done before, like reach out yep. or, you know, two steps forward, one, nap. two steps forward, <laughs> one step back kind of thing. Yeah. Still sucks with the one step back, though. Oh, yeah. It always feels so much worse, even yeah. if like your two steps forward were like bounding steps and you took one baby step back. It still feels like mm-hmm. now forward feels a mile long. Well, and it feels like to me, I internalize that shame so hard. Failure too. Yeah. And like, so then I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like this really deep, like dark sadness, sorriness, especially if I like lash out at like my husband, like my person that's always supporting me Mm -hmm. and always there for me. But because of that, and because we're both growing and learning about each other and healing past crap, we also trigger each other a lot yeah. like probably the most out of anybody i know you're also next to each other the most you know yeah like so then we have to like i mean obviously yeah big moments happen and then it's coming back from that going okay so this is what was happening that i couldn't explain in the moment mm-hmm. and now here i'm seeing it clearer so i can see like what happened and why i had that same exact feeling from a previous thing that had nothing to do with you right or the situation, but it was my same feeling that I experienced. I mean, I've had a, I've had to have that conversation before in the past too, being like, this is why I am reacting this way. Um, I know it's not something you're doing, mm-hmm. um, but now you have to deal with it. And I'm sorry that you're having to deal with it. Um, and also knowing that they don't have technically have to deal with it. So you're mm-hmm. very grateful that they are. Yep. Um, but that's also the fear, too, is knowing that they don't have to. So now you're like, OK, well, now they're going to all run away um, because I've had friends and people and people that I cared about that I did. I dropped everything for. Yep. Just. But you didn't get that same in yep. return. Yep. Which sucks. Um, I've had that. And knowing that, you know, friendships and relationships like that aren't transactions, but still feeling like, why is there no give and take on that right one i kind of i mean that one i think i was like one of the first episodes we were talking about like there's a one one book like seven effective ways to i don't remember what it is but anyway it talks about like each relationship like as a bank account and mm-hmm. there's withdrawals and deposits and it's like i used to if like it didn't matter who it was i couldn't look at it that way so if yeah. somebody dropped a plan it was like you're terrible well, I'm like, you're a terrible human. I can't look at it as a bank account because my brain starts doing the, well, now I'm going to start banking up a savings for something big later. So I'm going to keep doing these things to get something big out of them later. I'm, I'm starting to see it as a transaction and I can't see it, and see it as that. I think it, you have to almost think of it as like a joint bank account. Yeah. That both people are putting money into, maybe. Yeah, I and have it's like to, how I much have, to, have they withdrawn and how much have they deposited? I think it's to more, help with I, the bank. I have to. I have to probably make it more like organic, like it's a bucket of water. There you go. Compared yeah. to like putting money into it, because yeah. I start seeing it as because that's how I do calculations. If I do calculations now, it's a spreadsheet, and we have color coordinated budgets, and you're not allowed to do this. Like, I can't. It's the same thing when I do calorie counting, which is like, don't do that. Like, I have to think of it in different ways. And yeah. a lot of people have that, which yep. is is why there is a billion ways to that old saying to skin a cat. But um, how many ways to skin a cat? As my cat sitting here just like minding his own business. I moved his cat bed to be closer to Kayla because he always likes to sleep on the floor right in between us. He's so cute. And so I moved it there, and now he's just like bloop right there, <laughs> perfectly sat. So nice. But yeah, pivoting is my entire career, to be honest. So I'm not surprised. It's. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's what it is when you do like service industries and stuff like that, too, is like things change. They drop on a dime, like advertising and things like that. That was like not a thing during COVID. Everyone was like, nope, I got to hold on to all my all my gold coins. At the same time, it also opened up huge sections of advertising um because as somebody completely in it it changed from commercial work to 
social media. Social media like pushed aggressively where they were suddenly paying people to do influencer work and yeah. social media because they realized that people were not buying from TV ads anymore and radio ads and even ads on YouTube because it wasn't um, relatable. Mm-hmm. And so now they're paying people to become influencers um, to do the exact same thing, but s- skirting that concept of legality. And now there's there's stuff like that on TikTok where they're talking about having to disclose paid pon- sponsorships or the fact that people are creating reviews, hoping that advertisers will then buy that review to be an ad. So there's like a gray area there. So it it's become a new beast. Uh, that's just for me. It's, there's always a shady underbelly of advertising and it always rears it he- its head after big events like COVID made a really big event of like, yeah. this is how we're changing everything now. And so now we've revealed a whole subsection that um, can be taken advantage of. And now it's come to a head of like, oh, people are taking advantage of this. Um, so, yeah, it happened on YouTube, too, um, where people were not disclosing that they were partners um, or if they did. It was so small. It was in the fine print. So you watch an entire YouTube video not knowing, especially in the beauty industry, that the person is a, a paid sponsor or they got paid to talk about that um, because they they put it where they had to mm-hmm. and nothing more. Um, That's what I love about like celebrities with like L'Oreal shampoo. Like they're not using that. They have never touched it in their life. <laughs> Why would they ever walk into Walmart and buy that product? They have somebody else <laughs> do their hair half the time. And when they do their own hair, they have somebody else. Buy them. <laughs> They're definitely not hiring somebody to come into their home and slap a box of Clairol on their head. No. no. <laughs> yeah. But it's amazing the people that are like, oh, well, Jennifer Ash- Ashton uses. Jennifer Ashton? Who's Jennifer Ashton? You're just making up names now. Yeah, because I was like Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, and then I did Jennifer Aniston. It's fine. Because she keeps thinking about pivoting and she thinks about Friends, which I'm going to do a hot take right now. Um, not a huge fan of the Friends show, like the whole show. It, it's it, okay. It's fine. It was great at the time, and now people keep watching it, and I get the comfort show thing. Um, same thing with The Office. I'm not a huge fan. It had its time and place, and now I'm like, do you think it's like the toxic relationships in it? Because I that's what I think of toxic relationships and um, the humor dates very quickly to the time frame. Yeah, and I think COVID definitely put that stamp too. Um, of this is before COVID and after COVID in humor in like when you do sitcoms, sitcom humor being dated so quickly by a pandemic. <laughs> Like being like, this is before this pandemic and this is how we interacted and this is after a pandemic Mm -hmm. um, didn't help at all. But yeah, those I also don't like rewatching shows. I'm like, I'll watch this one time and then we're done. I'm the same way, but (laughs) my husband can have the same stuff going over and over and over again. People have comfort shows. Um, Part of it is his is the office. Did you know that people who have like PTSD? can or even autism ptsd anxiety can have a tendency to run towards having a comfort show because they know what's going to happen yeah and i'm like well i hate that i i think (laughs) i think that i understand that though because once i find a show that's like very easy time passing and i know what what how it all goes Mm -hmm. hot ones People trying all the sauces like you, you don't know what their reactions are you going like to be the formula, but you know exactly that they're going to try each of these exact same sauces. And like you and it's a celebrity that they get they ask really fun questions about their career mm-hmm. and whatever. And I love it. I think maybe that's my problem is I because I've done. I like to write. I'm a writer um, and I was in commercial work. I'm in advertising. And I did video production for so long. I know all of the formulas too well that I don't need a comfort show because all the formulas are all the same in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, But it's the same thing with people who like horror movies and suspense. They like to have um, the fear and the anxiety outside of their body in a situation that is not something related to the traumas they've had in the past. Yeah. I can't stand it. I am exactly the same way, but my younger sister loves it. Yeah, it's so weird. All the murder shows and podcasts See, and whatever. And I'm like, 
I can handle the podcast. I can handle the murder shows. I can't handle horror. I can read horror, though. Ooh, like interesting. gothic horror um, books. There's one that's called Mexican Gothic. It is so good. It is like because I think it's because I can set the pace to it. I can I can get into it as much as I want to. I can, you can put it down when you want to. Right. And I can my imagination dictates how much I'm going to see and how much I'm not going to see. Right. Um, I don't mind psychological thrillers. But I hate horror. Like the flat out, like we're going to go for a jump scare. Yeah. Go here. The blood. I'm like, can you just stop with the jump scares? I was just talking about because I used to be into that. Like in high school, for sure, I would always watch horror, just like gory horror um, and <laughs> playing into what was going on at the time. I guess it makes sense. But like all the Saw movies and the Hostel movies and like all those like creepy, gory. Mm-hmm. I like thrived off of that. Yeah. Ironically, um, I really liked watching the Final Destination movies because I wanted to figure out how they were going to die. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it's, it became a puzzle for me. It was less of like a yeah. horror movie. It was more like, okay, so what is the next trigger for the, the death scene? Yep. And instead of like, here's your jump scare. It's- I'll never follow behind a load of logs the same way We have ever been traumatized. <laughs> it won't happen. We will pivot our driving. <laughs> I will be in the next lane. Thank we're you. like, we're taking a different route now. <laughs> Google, we must update. Yeah, um, it's it's very it's very strange, um, how how the brain works, um, and how how much we change as time goes too. And I think that lends to us all pivoting as we go, because you as a teenager, and you now would not hang out and watch a movie because you would have such different tastes, and you're at different parts of your healing journey. I'd be like, listen here, kid. She would not listen. I would like to warn <laughs> no. you. She is I'm never, not watching this. So you she, can go watch this somewhere else. She has never listened to you once. Yeah. No, she didn't. <laughs> she won't. No, but I think that um, I just used to. I think it was like having to try to control things mm. because I didn't have any control growing mm. up. So the moment that I found out that I could control things, if somebody bailed on me or made a different decision without me it was like an instant like fuck off Mm. and I would just be angry like right away and it's like I don't know when I started looking at each relationship singly instead of like just every single relationship the same and like okay I can pivot with these people because they've done it for me or whatever like there's an ebb and flow instead of it's the same thing like I can tie it back to cancellations cancellation policies too again of like i've never yeah. i've never done that because yeah. if there's a problem with a person i'm going to talk to the person right well it's the same thing where i've done with most of my contracts and some contracts i've um not included like a a cancellation of contract um just because of length of contract or, yeah. or something like that um but a lot of times i will include like an ability to to cancel the contract after x amount of months um there is still like of course you know I've done this amount of work, so you're still going to have to pay for that amount of work. Right. Um, but I'm not going to force you to the end of contract and uh, ruin that ruin that relationship when you can't afford it. I would rather you be able to come back to me later when you can't afford it and us have a better relationship then and both grow than me get my little bit of money that was the rest of that contract. Right. And you have issues and then we just never work together again. Right. Or I think also too, you know, you know that you can go find a client that can at that point too. Yeah. And there can be a, it's kind of like with employees or guests too. Like if when they come in for a while and it works out great for a while and then all of a sudden it doesn't, it's not like saying that it's not forever. It's just not right now. Right. Yeah. And I just, I'm tired of guilting people into giving me a couple more moments of attention um, or a couple more rounds of paying me like 200 bucks or something because it was like a small project that I was like, no, you have like three more months left. You have to go to the like that doesn't. Right. Who is that helping? Like, yeah, sure. That short term, that money would be great for me. Long term. What am I doing? Right. Um, 
And we're all being burned too much by the the giant companies that are not letting you out of those contracts or penalized, penalized, penalized. Right. Right. <laughs> like uh, uh freaking banks that are like, hey, um another $32 an hour or uh, another $32. Another like, $32. Right. You didn't have any money, so I want to take more of the money you didn't have. And I'm like, okay. And oh, I know, my bank is terrible. And with I know that. the people that work there, like the people that are in the structure in which you have to talk to and call they are on the same boat as you. And so it just becomes one of those things and you start getting mad at them. And then they like, I can't do anything about it. And then they might be even suffering from the same issues because they, they are just like you. They go home, they feed their cat like mine. <laughs> right. Probably less yelling because my cat will just scream at me until I give him <laughs> snacks. Um, But you know, like we're all, we're all stuck in this boat together. Might as well not right over it there's plenty of room we just gotta you know make room (laughs) yeah and i think that's so i i always have to look at articles and i found one on psychology today um is this abigail brenner she's an md but she wrote this article um what was it july 29th of 2020 (laughs) so right after the pandemic five tips to help you deal with when life suddenly changes um, so it just kind of talks about like thinking, like focusing on the bigger picture is one of the things she says. So you don't get sucked into the drama of that sudden change, but like the bigger right. overall picture. And then the next one is like what's important in the moment. Um, maybe it's setting up a new routine for your new daily life, figuring that out. Um, and then she goes into accept what you can't do anything about. <laughs> Um, if you're going through something that you literally have no choice on the matter of, it's like you have to just accept that change. And the sooner you get there, the easier it is. And then the master the emotions of change. And that's kind of what I was like this morning when that happened. I was thinking about like how it really didn't matter in that moment mm-hmm. that like if you would have came back at me and been like, no, actually, I'm going to take the day. I'm going to do whatever. I would have been like, OK, I would have pivoted. But then. It's almost like we pivoted back and forth a couple times and I was like, no, we're going to do it now. And I'm like, okay, cool. We were the problem problem with us. Okay. So our biggest problem is we're so loosey goosey on like, (laughs) like our friendship is just like, yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) That like, because I've had some friends that if it had been a different friend, nothing, nothing on them. It's always on me on this one. It's because I don't have the dishes done and that. I need to do a lot of laundry and like you can, you might be able to hear my laundry in the dryer right now in the distance, Um, like all this sort of stuff. I would have been like, no, sorry, I have to get some stuff done today. But you're doing it. And it it. has everything to do with, I still have a need of presentation because I'm still trying to get over that part on me of, I don't want to lose them because they think less of me. And it's still a thing I'm growing on, and I don't think I'm going to 100% get out of. Yeah. It's it's always going to be something that I'm stuck on for the rest of my life. Um, it's the same thing. It's like if you it's people who've lost weight and still feel like they look like the person they were when they had all the weight. It's it's Your brain doesn't immediately click in and be like, oh, we're great now. Yeah. <laughs> I know what my problem is. We solved it. It doesn't click in immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's you and me, I'm just like, yeah, hold on. Let me go put on clothes. <laughs> Like, I'm going to put on pants. Oh, um, ow, my knee hurts. <laughs> like, I'll be over me, in a little bit. <laughs> be like, what are we eating? And then you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up the food here. It's not going to be ready in the time that I said. Is it fine? I'm like, just pick up for that food. Because I turned to Taylor. I'm like, by the time we solved where else we would eat, it would be 1230. Right. Exactly. And therefore, it would have defeated the purpose. And it's around lunchtime. So all of them would have taken the same amount of time. And then the place was like, actually, we're going to have it ready a half hour earlier. And I was like, what? And then it was downtown. So I was like, OK, now I have to try to figure out how to park. Get in here, blah, blah, blah. But it was fine. But it was one of those things like, it all this out. is going to re- release stress from you the next week. Um. When you have to prepare for a bunch of stuff. Is it going to cause me stress today? No. Am I annoyed? No. Why the fuck not? Is she going to bring me food and I don't have to solve it later? Yes. Perfect. Great. <laughs> One problem solved. It's not hot dish, but we did it. At this point, it was more like Taylor and I both fed. Great. <laughs> solved the problem that we would have been trying to figure out later. Yeah, right. Um, oh, I would have never been able to do this without food. Like, no, we would have died. Yeah, we would have probably just withered away. 
this whole episode would just be us pissed off at each other. <laughs> it would have ended with we hangry peace. Our next we're, we're running two episodes a day because Kayla gets to go on a lovely little vacation. Um, and um, I don't go anywhere. You know, Kayla just leaves me places. It's fine. <laughs> it was a very spur of the moment decision. <laughs> Pivot is what it was. Um, I'm excited. But uh, next episode, we're going to actually just talk about what we're having for dinner because apparently we're just going to hang out all day because we're also going to go to a movie. Like we've we've just decided today we're just going to yep just hang out all day. Actually, it was Liz's fault. She was like, uh, I'm going to go to Mario tonight. And I was like, I want to go to Mario tonight. Well, I mean, I was going to go because Taylor wanted to go. So <laughs> now Sam wants to go. So it's <laughs> all a problem. We've broken. <laughs> this episode's not sponsored by Mario. I thought I was going to do laundry tonight, but apparently I'm just going to watch a movie instead. I love that story. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not upset about like, it. Best pivot I've ever heard. It's like those kids who end up like thinking they're going to school and their parents yeah. are going to like Disney World. The girl being like, mom, this is the wrong direction. Why is it taking so long yeah. to go to school? I'll be like, girl, you're going to Disney World. And she's like, huh? I'm going to break emotionally. Well, and you always get the one being like, but mom, I had a report due today. Yeah. That's me. I'm that girl. Did you, did you hear me? Mom, I had stuff I had to turn in. And reality is that girl had like some underground like thing happening on the playground. Mm-hmm. Me. And it was going to make like five bucks. <laughs> you ruined the five dollars. You, you, you made my deal go through, mom. <laughs> like it fell through, mom. And now my reputation tarnished. <laughs> How am I going to make my 20 bucks this a freaking year in elementary school? But, yeah, I feel like it's a... For me, like, yeah, the trauma stuff, it was very much like um, that was hard to make a quick change because that's all I did growing up. And so when somebody did that to me, I attached that feeling with not having the control as a child. Yeah. And then once I got over that and started working on that trauma stuff, those triggers got a little bit less Mm -hmm. or I understand them more. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I can pivot all day now. It depends. If there's a lot of pivoting happening in a very close amount of time. It's it's more yeah. that my brain doesn't process what yeah. we're doing. It's more like, okay, we're it's not that there's multiple pivots. It's more that like I'm still processing. Yeah. I don't even know what's happening anymore. And at that point I'm like, where am I supposed to stand? I know I need to pivot, but like I'm just gonna like spin here for a minute. Right. <laughs> the cogs have not been turning, and usually that just means you need a snack. To yeah. be to be quite frank. Yeah. Isn't there that thing that goes you like... You need yourself some water and you need yourself a snacky snack. Isn't there that one thing that was like, if you think everybody hates you, take a nap. If you hate everybody, eat something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, there is a thing like that. Yeah. That's the that's the pivot in my life is yeah. usually that. It all reverts back to children. Like just, we are all children. Yep. I got to be quite frank. Yep. Um, Take a nap. Drink some water. Eat some food. Yeah. Hydrate. You'd be fine. <laughs> just hydrate. It's okay. You'll feel real good after. Yeah. Trust close me. Your, close your eyes. Do you have a headache? Sweet this, child. You have a headache? I'm pretty sure I know why you have a headache right now. Um, did you drink any water today? Did you feed yourself? <laughs> the answer water? is no and no. I think I had some water yesterday. <laughs> I am parched. Um, we're actually going to take a small pivot here. We don't have any food to go eat. I just need to take a break. I want water. We talked about water enough. You're like, pivot. Yeah, it's gone. I need more ice and water. I need more water. And we live in the south part of town, so it's nice water over here. Oh, yum. Delicious water. (laughs) I don't know. I like that mine has carbonation sometimes when it comes out of the faucet. (laughs) I'm a little concerned sometimes. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think we're all dying a little slowly. Yeah. I have to, like, pop my water bubble sometimes. Like, what is that Oh, we get that too, but it's coming out really fast. Mm, this is it's kind of stays there a little while like it's like it's pop pop like it's the fluoride <laughs> told you we were dying yum it's keeping my teeth so nice and strong hi we're back from a lot of ADHDing. Yeah, I was giving her advice for everything, and then um, I talked about how in elementary school we got bubble gum every Friday from Jim. It was like the best thing we in our lives. Kinda, we just kind of kumbayaed on the couch for a while too. Yeah, and then just- we were like, really close to each other. Like we both laid like on our stomachs, like kicking our feet, <laughs> and like face to face in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, my cat like obsessively was obs- he was obsessed about graham crackers, and then he never ate them. 
They're so cute. He was like, graham crackers, yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't want them anymore. Mm. I feel like him and I are the same about foods. We'll be like really pumped about something and we'll like get three bites in and I'm like, wait, I changed my mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Um, uh, back to the pivoting story. Um, you were kind of bringing up like uh, mourning or grieving or whatever. And that's kind of what the article is talking about, about like when you have a really sudden change and you have to pivot, it's like mm-hmm. you have to get better at quickly grieving and then accepting the change, but also realize that you're going to have to, you're going to have to probably grieve more after the pivot is done. It's almost like you're like grieving and pivoting at the same time. Yeah. I feel like we've got a lot of that too, because I think people forget that grief is more than just like someone dying. Yeah. It's any change. It's, it's, you know, friendship change. It's loss of job. It's yeah. Um, change of environment. It's change of yourself realizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it can, it's even positive things. Mm-hmm. Like if you graduate from school and depending upon how long you were in school i mean that's a big life change after that too especially like say you didn't have a terrible time in school which is not everybody's situation yeah but say that was a good environment for you and then you graduate and you move on and you kind of miss the dynamics you had there yep um or you know you become a new mom you've just changed your entire lifestyle that you you can grieve that yeah absolutely um i think people forget that you're allowed to grieve the change of lifestyle you know i don't think that grief it's tied to like that negative thing when it's like you have to get through this really hard bad grief and it's like it's not all bad it's just change and it's just accepting that hell turning 30 you had to grieve not being 20 anymore hell yeah (laughs) i'm 33 now i don't care we'll see what 40 does i guess we'll see what happens this year when i'm 31 and i'm like oh i'm no longer 30 anymore i'm inside now i'm inside it's coming from in the house (laughs) i infected her horribly (laughs) oh my god well, you can you can even grieve when like your favorite show ends. Like, yeah, that's like some like if especially if it became like a ritual for you, like you. And I, I know it's not a huge thing as much now, and it kind of well, it kind of is coming back again, where like the show's coming every week instead of it just dumping yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, but even then, I mean, thank you. My cat just was like, "No, we're pushing the mic away." You know, he's like, "We're not." <laughs> You're talking. done talking. Actually, he's like, "I only want pets." Um, like marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, the last season just dropped like this past week or so. That's the last season. Once I'm done watching that, that's over. And that's like, I really love the poppiness of it. I really love the show. You know, that that's over. That that world that you got sucked into is yeah. done. You finish a book. Book talk. People who read books all the time, they know that book grief is real. When you're yeah. like, it's all over. And then you're like, no, <laughs> let me back in. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're like getting to the, I mean grieving winter and how you could just like you know be get home from work put on your big comfy pjs lay on the couch do nothing outside because you couldn't yeah well now all of a sudden i'm like looking outside and i'm like when that snow is gone you're gonna do stuff i'm gonna have the most epic poop pickup of my life (laughs) first i'm grieving that (laughs) Being able to plop my ass down on the couch and not even worry about what's outside. But, you know, it's fine. Once I get out there and I'm going to get used to summer, then I'm going to have to grieve summer. <laughs> right. You're like, it's almost done. No. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it it's a daily life thing. And when you have, you know, mental illness that's attached to grieving part of your life, that... M- probably explains why it's, it was so hard especially for both of us um to do the situation in which we had to pivot a, something and like losing that control yeah i think it's different though like when we're talking about like the simple pivoting of you know winter's coming you know spring is coming it's you like can the prepare. things it yes yeah. you can prepare a little at least but you have that with people like you know people dying of old age or we were just talking about pets you know passing away when we got it's a dark day today for this podcast the weather is nice but we're talking about pets dying and some serious shit in here (laughs) when do we not we talk about that and then like and then like 15 minutes later we're like remember when we were in elementary school my pe teacher used to give us bubble gum every week (laughs) 
like like within the same breath yeah. as I'm like yeah. sobbing about my traumas. I'm yeah. like, it's fine. My cat we're, loves graham crackers. We like, are well, great. I don't, I don't know great. what's wrong we're with me. We're doing so good with life right now. I think it's the hard parts where it's like the the way out of left field pivot where you're like, wow, okay, that's new. I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> and I think sometimes too, because um, that kind of happened with me where I became dependent on things that I probably shouldn't have become dependent on. And then when that disappears, knowing full well if I had prepared myself correctly, it wouldn't have been such a left field pivot. But when you are not taught or prepared right. for those changes, for those issues, um, or to handle those issues, then they become exponentially worse. Oh, yeah. Because then you don't have no one to talk to about it either. You mm-hmm. have to, like, figure it out on your own. Or you want to solve them right away. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest issues is something I want to solve. <laughs> yeah, I want it fixed within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And knowing full well that this is, like, one, the problem hasn't actually taken effect yet. Like one of my things is like, it doesn't actually take effect for a couple more months. I yeah. have time to actually solve this problem. Yeah. I have actually, I did prepare myself, yeah. but my brain says you did not prepare at all for this. <laughs> yeah, right. The boat is actually sinking. And I'm like, no, um, it's not, it's not yet. Um, the wood's a little flimsy, but we have, you know, back order of new wood. We're good. We aren't even in the water yet. Why are we worried about the boat? Right. Um, and my brain's like, we're already underwater. <laughs> we we got to get the scuba gear. Yeah. Uh, we never bought it. You, you know, like that wasn't the plan. Um, I'm going to go quick get some hand-me-down thrift store shit that probably is broken. <laughs> right. Like oh, I never yes. learned how to swim, you know, like a whole can of worms that were not there. Oh, um, I love our analogies lately. It's been the greatest. We are, you have really good ones. We're still on top of it. <laughs> it's the years of trauma and the years of writing. Trauma writing. Yeah. Um. But you just kind of you, you develop these these quick reactions that don't help you. Yeah. And then they're not they're they're not actually. Hold on. I have a cat thinking he has to be in things. Sir, what are you licking? <laughs> he found crinkly paper and he's like, this is the best day of my life. Hey, Jack Jack. He's very active today. I'm kind of liking it. He's usually just not even in. He's just sleeping. Yes, because dad was gone all weekend, so now he's like, guys, I have things I have to talk about, things I got to do. I think that's the thing, too, um, is learning that, okay, don't feed into the big, big emotions right away. Like, you can process the things, and then Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not going to change the fact that something needs to change or has changed. Right. You can take a little bit of time for a timeout and digest things and process things, and then go forward and that's okay like i think yep and then traumatized wise we were used to just like flip of a switch you got to make a change you didn't have time to grieve you had to fix it you had to fix it now for somebody else or ignore it for somebody else it wasn't for you either it was for somebody else and i think that article too when you're mentioning like there are some things you can't fix and deal with it we never learned that either Mm -mm. we we were forced to keep pushing hoping we could fix it um, and then either it went away because our situation changed again, or we internalized it so much that we didn't notice it was something that we couldn't fix. Right. Or we blamed ourselves because it wasn't something yep. we could fix. Um, which makes pivoting even harder. Like, well, and I, I had also to, was trying to eat all the pens and I, you know what? I give it, up. It was kind of, yeah, it's fine. He's just part of the desk now. Um, <laughs> I think that like talking about those types of things, it was... How do I explain this? It's so hard sometimes. Like all those different types of things that happened like to us, mm-hmm. you know, like I had to kind of and I did air quotes, sorry, to us. I had to like process all of those things of like not blaming my parents for everything and understanding like they did the best that they could knowing what they had and the tools they had, which wasn't much. Um and then I kind of like went into like like blaming myself then mm-hmm. for a lot of things, but it was like finding blame in both situations and taking accountability for my part, even though I might never see the accountability for some of the stuff that happened to me as right. a child. And that I almost have to just accept that without ever like with with knowing that I might never get that. Yeah. I also and this is something I brought up with. My therapist, because I'm currently in the the still pissed stage with a lot of my stuff. Oh, I go there too. But we go back. We're like, <laughs> it, grief isn't linear. 
It is a round circle. We go round town. Round town. Um, we excite golden retrievers with the the ball um, that we have created of our grief. Like I'm healed. Mm. I'm in the corner. Right. But the biggest thing, and I've I've learned a few times too, is, and it's probably fueled a little bit of my anger is. The amount of accountability that we're trying to take for stuff that happened to us as children that we shouldn't have to take any accountability. We were children. Right. <laughs> like, and we still do it because it's the only way we know how to process and move forward. I think it's like that child, you know, the ch- the separation, even though I know like we're healing our inner child mm-hmm. when we're doing all these things. But it's understanding like we didn't get that emotional like support and um, knowledge and anything from our, from our parents, grandparents, whatever, mm-hmm. but we can find it now. And then we have to like heal that part that never got to be emotionally stable or, or mad or yeah, we didn't get to. No, that was not a feeling we were allowed to have. So I think that that's freeing that you're in that spot where you're like just it's pissed. Frustrating though. My blood pressure doesn't like it. <laughs> You'll get through it. Or or you'll just have a bunch and it's of really funny kidney too. stones and stomach ulcers. And then oh, you'll I already get had an ulcer before <laughs> for very different reasons. I'll get through that. I don't worry about that. Um, which is very funny because I make jokes that like I was very aggressive as like a child, and then I realized it was like before a lot of like big events that happened with my family, then I was on a very aggressive child. Like I was ready to fight. And then aggr- things happened with my family, and then I like, never mind. Like that moment, I I know when the moment was, and then I know when my fight went away, and it was the same time. So I was no longer mad. I was no longer an angry child. I no longer was allowed to have angry child moments. Yeah, you weren't allowed to have feelings. How dare um, you try to have feelings? How dare I have my Tinkerbell situation? How dare you be a child? Um, <laughs> and honestly, one of the biggest healing things is when I actually had to. I had to pivot and I had to get a second job um, to help pay for some stuff that uh, for some medical bills, which I had to get rid of that second job um, because it was too physically taxing um, for. Which then caused more medical bills, you know, life. Um, But I was a photographer for a while for like Christmas photos. Um, And then I ended up seeing like a lot of little kids Um, and ones that were younger than school age kids, kids that are just first time learning, seeing having a camera shoved in their face while wearing an itchy dress or pair of pants that they hate and pinchy shoes. And, you know, what is this happening? Why is the light flashing? Why is the lady talking to me? I don't want to be here. And then you have the parents apologizing constantly being like, I'm so sorry. They're like this. I'm so sorry. They're like this. And me going in going, no, This is the first time that this light has popped in front of their face half a dozen times. They don't know what's happening. This is new. They've never had this big feeling before. Yeah. You know, I'm very proud of them for having the big feeling and realizing, talking to them about their children. They are even realizing like, you're right. They've never had this big feeling before. They've never had to deal with. They're terrified. And they're like, what is happening? Why? The only reason they haven't. (laughs) tried to claw this entire place down and burn it is because their mom and dad is right there. Yeah. And suddenly it changed the the conversation when doing those completely. And then it changed your conversation with myself as well mm-hmm. about like kids are allowed to be the worst things imaginable yeah, because they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> because because they're so mad right now. Why? I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know how to feel anything. <laughs> Or yeah, not even knowing what it is. Right. Like, are you hurt? Are you sad? Are you in pain? Are you, what are you? you you're crying. speaking a foreign language I'm to just them. crying. I'm just, <laughs> sobbing is the only feeling. And, you, and and at that point I was like, you know what, bud, I feel you. So, <laughs> I want to cry too. Let's cry it out together. Yep. Let's, let's, let's sob together. Um, and it was great because it, 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 ironically having that conversation kind of gave a new perspective to the parents they were more relaxed which then relaxed the kids because they weren't all like tensed up being like everything's going to go to hell yeah um because i mean honestly it was it was for a corporation so everything they had 15 minutes to get 40 photos with children under five worst combination in the universe um 
but we did our best. And once we had that, there's some parents that didn't get the conversation. They're like, well, they behave better here. They behave better X, Y, Z. But especially the ones that had uh, special needs kids, me coming in, having that conversation, being like, I can understand this is overwhelming for somebody who doesn't get overwhelmed easily. Now imagine if you did and now I'm popping flashing lights at you and touching you to pose you um, while you're wearing clothes that are not comfortable. This is this is hell. This is literally the worst thing this kid's ever experienced mm-hmm. because they've never experienced yeah. having to get, you know, the flu shot and paying taxes and <laughs> going to like fourth grade doing the Fucking fitness taxes. test. I still got to pay those stupid things off. Right. Or like go doing the fitness <laughs> test, being bullied. Like they've never experienced things. Mm-mm. This is literally the worst thing they've ever experienced. They've lived for four years. It's terrifying. They have lived literally for four years. Yeah. yeah. The last worst thing was eating Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Okay. This is this is top tier. Or tasting a lemon for the first time. Right. And some kids, some of those kids are like, this is the best thing. So right. they can't, they can't relate. And it was the same thing when I had um, sciatica pain. When I said my pain levels was like a nine or a 10. And they're like, well, that's reserved for pregnancy. And I said, well, I've never been pregnant. This is the worst pain I've ever felt. You know, like I've never yeah. delivered a baby. That was that was funny when I went through my kidney stone too. They mm-hmm. were like, "Are you gonna throw up? How are you doing? Are you okay? This is worse than ch- labor." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't know what that is, so no. I have nothing to compare it to." And they're like, "Well, usually people that are in labor handle this better." I'm like, "Okay, well, whatever." Like I'm, I I think that I have a high high pain tolerance, is what I'm getting at with yeah. that. But like, I just I don't know. Or we're so used to not telling anybody how much we hurt. That too, because I didn't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the assumption. It's like, well, you know, that's reserved for the people who've, you know, delivered a baby. And it's like, well, I've never experienced that. So how am I going to gauge right. on something that I will never and like, mm, experience? Let me think about moment. how that might be. Hmm, hmm. Let me imagine. This feels the same. How about that? Like, yeah. That feels the same to me. Yep. That, you know. In um, my past life. In my past life of... <laughs> Delivering I think I do remember. 14 children, actually, that hurt less. <laughs> well, and then I talk about, like, I got an IUD insert. And then I talk to uh, Maddie, who does my hair, and she's like, yeah, I'd rather deliver a baby. And I'm like, oh, and I drove back to work and went back to work for another four hours. I didn't even take any ibuprofen. It hurt. And boy, I wish they, like, gave me a piercing after I learned how they do it. I was like, I deserve, like, a stud. Little, little, like... I want something pretty. A diamond stud in there after I learned how they hold everything in place. But, and then I'm like, oh, well, if that's the case, I can handle so much. And then I want to go back to when they said sciatica, the sciatic pain that I had was, it could not be a nine or a 10 because that hurt 4,000 times more. So was I wrong? And this random guy, by the way, random guy who told me it's reserved for people who have you know, a cis male coming in who will never experience the the glory of childbirth um, coming in being like, well, this is reserved for childbirth and be like, you know, <laughs> who told you this, sir? Have you experienced childbirth? <laughs> but I was I was 22 in pain being like, oh, OK, then I guess a seven. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I, I will. I'll change my answer then, sir. I'm like, are you going to help me or not? Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm pivoting for you. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and then I spent another two years in pain because they were like, we'll do other things before surgery because you're too young. Mm-hmm. Would it have changed if I had said, no, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. If I had thrown a fuss. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's too, like you have to advocate for yourself so much now with hospitals, doctors, therapy, everything. I blame insurance like most of the time. You just have to be like, I need this thing. Mm-hmm. I need it. And I know what's good for me. I'm doing it. Yeah. I, I nine times out of 10 blame insurance because I know it's the code that they put in. I know it's if they put something in based on what I say, it's going to get kicked back out. Mm-hmm. And because I have doctors that will fight for me. I've had doctors that fill out paperwork and send it off for me. I'm like, this will help pay. This will help do this, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, 100%. Um. But yeah, it's just, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. It's a freaking mess. 
We just pivoted into depression right here. We did. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. Can we talk about <laughs> bubblegum again? So, um, bubblegum. Growing up. Pivot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, pivoting. I mean, it's just something that we're going to have to do for the rest of our lives. And I think going through a pandemic, um, not every generation gets to say that they got to do one of those. So here we are. We do made we get, it. Do we get like a sticker? I don't know. Can we put it on our resume? I want a fucking cookie. I can make cookies. <laughs> I want like a raspberry cheesecake cookie. God, you're bougie. Go someplace else for that. <laughs> Subway has them for me. <laughs> Subway can be your new bay. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do for you. Uh, Girl Scout cookies are fine. I'll just eat Jack's uh, graham crackers <laughs> out there. Yeah. That are probably stale now because I never put them in a, I never did the good thing of putting them like in a Ziploc bag and protecting them. I never did that either. We ate them too fast. <laughs> I got two boxes. I I wasn't going to get any the, the whole time. And then I got two boxes and it felt like a drug deal because we went to like a random parking lot. And, I then I, and I talked to the lady for way too long. And I was like, yeah, I used to be in Girl Scouts when I was like a kid. And then like at that time frame, they were really mad about my dad being a Girl Scout leader. And now they have a whole award for being a male Girl Scout leader, being like man enough to be a Girl Scout leader. And I'm like, my dad deserved that because he got so much it's like shit for being there. And it's like, this man has two girls. He has no boys. Yeah. There's nothing to be involved in otherwise. Yeah. And my mom was one of like the other leaders. So we, and he always helped with the camp stuff where there was a bajillion other women involved and he would leave before the end of the night. Like, so if it was a camp over like sleepover one, he would cook our food, make sure we're tense one up and be like, see ya. And then be like, have, have a good night, everybody. Work. If you need me, you know where I'm at. And we lived pretty close to the camp place that we did. So if like something bad happened, my dad could drive over and like mm-hmm. help. But he was like, I'm never going to stay in the same space as these yeah. girls. Um, he was very respectful of that, but he literally grabbed like the badge book and went through all the things that would be very male centric, like the, like changing your tire and like checking your oil and like learning how to do it. He's like, you don't need a man for this. And he like got the badges and like, these are the ones we're learning. Like, that's what he did. Yeah. And they were like, nah, he, they were so suspicious of my dad all the time. And I was like, chill. No, he yeah. did. He just wants to make sure he that wants to be involved with his kids' activities. Right? It's like <laughs> he wants us to never need a man ever. Accidentally, probably made a bunch of lesbians. <laughs> I want women only for everything. Actually, <laughs> because he's like, no, you're never going to need a mechanic. Because my dad fixed cars, and he's like always mad about the being women being like used in that situation. Yep. And like he'd always come with me if I had a car issue because he'd be like, no. They're not going to tell you what you need to do with your car's battery. No. Like, he'd get so feisty about it. So that's what that's he would cute. That's what he would do. I want, I'm like, can we retroactively give my dad the man enough to be a Girl Scout leader? Because it's been <laughs> can like... Can we go back and just been, make sure? Right? It's been like... Should we send him something in the mail? It's been like 15 years, <laughs> but this poor man deserves it. He helped us make candles. Like, he, he sat through all the girly shit, too. Like, it's so awesome. <laughs> See, and my my dad was on the railroad, so, like, we never, ever got close. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just how we grew up, it just wasn't... I didn't really want to hang out with my dad. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I was nice to see other people, like, you know, have that relationship and get to do those things yeah. and everything. Well, and, and I, he, he definitely had seen that, too, because um, he he became the de facto dad for a lot of girls. um, And... That's how we ended up with three troops because my sister like outgrew her troop. So then we got the like the troop that she was in. Like, well, we can't get rid of that one. So we kept that one. And then like I outgrew mine and they're like, well, we have to keep the one in the middle. And like, so we like kept getting troops in between. So like we would meet at like the center in town for the Girl Scouts and then just like have like 10 tables up and all I of us it. would just meet for all of our stuff. Um, but yeah, he became like the de facto dad for like so many girls. That's so cute. And... <laughs> I'm like, I'm still feisty about that. Be like, how dare you? He just wanted to make sure that they didn't get like freaking taken advantage of by right. some random dude. And that's also why I took my car apart randomly one day when they told me it was going to cost me like 150 bucks to just even check if there was an issue when I told them exactly what the issue was. And I was like, screw you. I'm going to fix it myself. And then I took a picture of my center console completely apart and sent it to my dad and be like, do I need this? Like a piece that was like broken. I'm like, do I need this part? And he's like, excuse me, what are you doing? 
can I, do I keep this or is this trash? <laughs> can I just throw this away? And he's like, why is your car taken apart? And my sister thought I got robbed. <laughs> You're like, no, I did this on purpose. I, I am a mechanic now. I got mad. I was so pissed. And I was like, mm, no, thank you. And I called him back. I'm like, I fixed it myself. And he's like, oh, okay. I love it. Spite. Pivoting. We're pivoting out of spite. And that's where I'm doing. It's no longer out of grief. It is out of spite. Yeah. Some of it is. Like, whatever. <laughs> Same thing with this podcast. We're just here pivoting, okay? <laughs> All day. Every day. Mm, especially today, because, I mean, I wasn't even supposed to be here, so. <laughs> yeah, she just lives here now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast about pivoting. You can tell our focus absolutely pivoted like crazy every five minutes in today's episode. You can check out our previous episodes or find out how to help by donating a coffee on thoughtdishpodcast.com. We'll see you in two weeks with our next episode. Podcast out!